0: Welcome to episode eight, Interracial Relationships. I'm your host, Erica. This evening, Leo Cade will not be joining us. He is on a leave until fall, and he will be back with us uh, tentatively around October, November. Until then, we have our new co-host, Oscar Spearman at Oscar Spearman Photography. Oscar, how are you this evening?
1: I'm fantabulous. Thank you for asking. I
2: love piece of words. Fantabulous.
0: Coco31. Hi, Jawan. You look amazing. Thank, beautiful. People. So beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful people. My dear, dear friend, Lewis Johnson at Men Levin Right
3: What's up? What's going on, peoples? <laughs> We're about to make it happen tonight. Yes. Let's get it.
0: Get into it. Amazing topic. So, I'm going to segue over to uh, back to Oscar uh, so we can just attack our disclaimer before we go forward and we'll hop right in.
1: Sure. Well, again, welcome everybody. So, uh, Eric and I were talking about just the whole concept of interracial relationships and the purpose of this gathering, this platform. So, obviously, as a disclaimer, we want to make sure that we are edifying always, tearing down never. Uh, we have different people from different walks of life that tune in literally from across the country and hopefully um, across the globe. So we always want to think ahead with the content that we put out. We're not here to bash any one race or any one gender for decisions and choices that they make. So we want to be respectful. Uh, we don't want to call out a race uh, because of certain social injustices. That's not what this uh, topic or this platform is about today. So we just wanted to make sure that all felt this was a safe place and a safe environment to have open discussion. Thank you.
0: So well, beautiful. So let's just jump right in. Let's have this living room conversation, have some fun. How many of you with a show of hands have been in an interracial relationship?
2: Along. I'm the oddball out. <laughs> I'll stand alone. <laughs> anyway, I'll be alone. Awesome.
0: So before we go into any question answered, can you kind of just give us like a little synopsis? How was your experience? Um, whether you had a few experiences, like what did you take from your experience, Oscar? I'll start with you.
1: Oh, so you're gonna ask the international <laughs> <laughs> guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I didn't just grow up around um, whites, if you will, or blacks. I pretty much, my parents made sure that I was exposed to all kinds of races. So, you know, I had friends from, you know, uh, different uh, black cultures, if you will. Um, My godparents, if you look at them, you would think that they were just regular, quote unquote. Caucasians, but they're Hispanic, you know? Um, So for me, in my experiences, especially going into high school, um, I would say in high school, I probably had a mixture of Hispanic and black girlfriends. It wasn't a lot, Um, but, you know, for me, it was with the Hispanic girls at the time, it was a more pleasant experience because I was treating it had nothing to do with sex. It was just more out of respect, you know. Um, for example, because of culture, um, when a Hispanic girl meets you for the first time, they're actually giving you a hug and they kiss you on the cheek. You know, me growing up in the certain areas of, of Miami where it was predominantly black, the black girls when they first meet you, you know, they kind of side-eyeing you. You know, so I grew up seeing that a lot. So that's been kind of my experience in a nutshell.
0: Awesome, and what about you, Lewis?
3: Um, I, I would say that I'm just about almost the same thing. I'll piggyback a little bit on that. My first experience was when I was uh, 16 years old, 16, 15, 16 years old, and she was Hispanic. Um, she grew up in the neighborhood though. So um, she was part of the culture in which i grew up in so it wasn't something that was difficult or i wasn't it was unknown to me um she literally lived in across the street and we went to the same school so but i i was always intrigued i would say um with women with nice bodies not i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of men is that way too but i was just always intrigued i mean and she you know i mean um uh, You know, um, just, they would, I don't know what they ate. They eat something now, but I don't know what they ate. I don't know what they (laughs) ate back then, but I was just always intrigued. But anyway, so that was my first experience. Um, One of my, probably my second girlfriend uh, that I've had after my mom wouldn't allow me to date until I was like 15. Um, She just thought women were fast. If you were under, you know, 18, you were fast. And she kept me far away from She was like, no, she's too fast. Who's her mother? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know where she lived. Yeah,
2: because
0: um, 15 when you have-
3: 15. Yeah, but my mom knew too. You know, she got pregnant at 15. And I had my first brother when she was 16. Um, and then 10 kids later. So, but anyway, she was Hispanic. And after that, it was kinda, I think I was just, I was lonely. Because when I left high school, I went to boarding school. A lot of people don't know that. I went to boarding school after high school, which was up in New Hampshire. I went there for a year. And um, it was because of sports. So I played sports, um, and I wound up going to boarding school and getting training and stuff, stuff like that. And I met this um, this Caucasian woman. And well, she was young, too, because remember, Boarding school only go up to what they call 13th grade, but it starts at ninth grade. And she was in the 12th grade. And I don't know, it was like, she was pretty, she was cute. I didn't see a liking to her until I just saw her every day. And then you break down that wall of not knowing to now knowing that she's just a regular person or they're just regular people. Even though I grew up in the hood I was just intrigued because now I'm around these type of people. And mind you, it was only six Black six black people in the whole school. And it mm-hmm. was about 1,200 students. Wow. Three of us were athletes. Oh, wow. So and, and for me, yeah, the school was real expensive. The school was like $18,000 a year. Um, And the college that I went to, in order for me to go to college and get on scholarship, they paid for it. Wow. that's how I got into there so and it was different I met her we were cool we would lay on like I would lay on the grass and we would just talk look up in the sky and again I thought I was lonely it was like I had somebody to talk to were you
0: guys and talking? walls were broken just talking
3: were you just friends no when we got it well we, we wind up seeing each other we wind up being around each other we wind up um always seen together going to school together leaving so we were. it was probably for a year.
0: So essentially, you're
3: saying. But like, I, I didn't, huh? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, and I, I just, that was my experience with that. So those that was those are my only two. As I got older, um, just straight melon. <laughs>
2: straight melanin, that's right.
3: right.
0: For me, when I was yes. in high school, um, there were actually two guys, one being my son's father and another guy. He was Puerto Rican. And my son's father was my height, but the Puerto Rican was taller and he was on the football team and it had this really stocky body with these shoulders. And I'm like, Ooh, aesthetically, I like him, but then Andrew's dad had the swag and he was a troublemaker. So I was, you know, naturally gravitating to the troublemaker. So, um, Bad boy. yeah, I didn't go with the Puerto Rican guy at that time. Um, advancing years, I met someone else. And um, it just, like Lewis said, it was a vibe. I mean, we just, we connected. It wasn't about race. There were questions in my mind, like, is this even going to work? You know, because you're just thinking to yourself, you have a kid. How did they, you know, (laughs) like, come on. So after, you know, a couple of years, it was, oh my God, just how you described, it was so easy talking to him you know just relatability from the 80s and how we grew up um when we got together i just started noticing things like you know the the stares that we would receive of course he's caucasian i'm african-american and we're just walking in a target and then it's like did you see the way that man was looking at us and then his wife like don't worry about them come on so you know at that moment i learned immediately that Someone staring at you like that is their problem, not yours. The next thing, um, whenever we would go to bed, I'm wrapping my hair (laughs) and I'm like, is this going to scare him if I'm going to bed with a bonnet on my head or, you know, if I'm, you know, wanting to just intimately shower, you know, if I have to cover my hair. So different things like that um, were my own insecurities. Whereas with him, it was like, do you. You know, just do you and do you naturally, whatever it is you do. So there were some hindrances, but I, I learned that I had to come full circle with those insecurities with me. They were not things that he presented to me. They weren't his problems. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I just kind of noticed like when we argued, a lot of things would come up and we'd say some things that, you know, were kind of stereotypical, not racist, but it made us really have to evaluate how we argued with each other. Cause you know, a lot of things were coming to the surface that, you know, kind of seemed unhealthy. So that's just a little bit, but everything else, it, it, it was, it was definitely a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and I will put this out there. <laughs> a lot of people like to, you know, say that people of other cultures are not well-endowed.
3: Oh, Lord tmi okay that's
0: a lot (laughs) i'm just gonna put that out there okay that's not necessarily true we're all adults here so it's not necessarily true but anyway i do want to get into some serious um questions oh yeah
1: she's just gonna segue now right
0: but does it now does it make you racist if you date against your own race or does it mean that you hate yourself Or like, is one trying to erase their own race? Like in your opinion, does it make you feel some type of way?
2: I guess for me, I've never dated outside of my race, but it was, I guess on the flip side, that's why I have not. And I don't feel like it makes you hate your own race. I feel like love is not blind, but I feel like love comes in all forms, shapes, sizes, cultures, colors. It's just a beautiful rainbow and array of just expression. But for me, I don't know why I just feel like in my heart I just never had the desire to go outside of my race. I just never really thought about it. I never really like considered it, I guess. I've asked. I've been asked that a couple times. Like, well, if you can't find anybody in your own community, why not try dating outside of your race? Um, because there's love out there to be found. And I never was like, oh my gosh, I'll never do that because I'm, you know, against that. But I just feel like for me, I love my own culture. I love, you know, the black man, and I feel like the black man, you know, needs a black woman especially in these times, you know, I know that Oscar's experience was not as nice um, with some of the girls, you know, back in the day, but I feel like to me, it has been turned stereotypical, yes, to a degree, um, but I think that's because of our culture, how we were raised and we, we were raised around each other. And so cultivated something that made us identify a certain way. Um, but I feel like you can also be an individual because, you know, people will say, oh, well, you're black, but I don't do the neck roll and I don't snap my fingers and I'm not loud and boisterous like some people, you know, claim that black women are. I just feel like sometimes, you know, passion and, you know, desire and drive are kind of, you know, those words are kind of run over with, oh, angry black woman type of thing. and I think it's just a cultural thing. I think it's just within yourself, you have to know who you are and what you're going for. And so for me, have I, you know, back to the question, have I tried to go outside of my race? You no, know, will I ever? I don't know. I doubt it at this point. I just feel more comfortable being with someone of my hue. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's a, it's a comfort thing
1: for me.
0: Hmm. So let me ask you guys this, and, 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 and this is in conjunction with the same question. If you see uh, a Black man with a woman of a different race, a Black woman, fellas, with a gentleman of a different race, does it make you feel some type of way?
3: Not me. I think when you're well informed and you're educated and you are around people, um, and you've been around people that have have information that's shared, that's, inf- you know, that help you, that help mold who you are as a person. You know, yeah, we have a black skin and we're looked at as black, and, and that's the first thing you see. But that's not the first thing you see now that society is changing in this digital format. What tends to start to happen now is what information you have to share and how you move start to become apparent um, not that it should not that our blackness you know means nothing or means anything but I think as we change in this whole digital society we have to start to change how we look at certain things now as a personal relationship with someone, Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to look at those things, but you also have to be well-informed. Love is well-informed. Love is not any aimless thing that you look out because that's when it becomes something that's uncontrollable, something that puts you in a position that makes you vulnerable to certain things to get you hurt. You have to be well-informed with the things of your life. If you're not, you're putting your heart and yourself in a situation that you cannot come from. And then you'll break off to share, to only to share that problem, issue, and personal, and personal experience with someone else who do not deserve that. So love has to be well-informed. It's not some ill thing that we just feel and that's it. Um, it's important to us. And that's why sometimes once you get to know someone, you start to not even see color you start to see color when somebody else says something. Right. Mm. Because when you sleep and you close your eyes and you lay your head on someone's heart and you hear it beat for you, mm. it's a total different experience. Yeah. And then that's when, only when you leave your personal space of each other and outside you start to worry. Yeah. So I, I think you, we have to really look at certain things. That's why it doesn't bother me because I know I can move past someone's appearance and look at, you know, who they really are. And when I get to that point where I close my eyes, I don't even look at color.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I like the way you said when you lay on the chest, because we're all human beings. We all do mm-hmm. it the day. Yeah. And, you know, love is colorless, you know, so that, that was, that was a strong point. I love that so much. Um, if, if, someone is dating outside their race is that considered dating or marrying up or is it increasing their social status
1: i mean for some people um that may be their their thing their shtick you know um if they grew up in a certain neighborhood and they're used to a certain income and they're like hey i want to date outside of this Because I want to be on the come up. Because what I'm exposed to is that, and I think that's dangerous, you know. um, Because you can date someone outside of uh, your race, and that person's beating the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. They're cheating on you, Uh, which and that can happen within your own race. So, do some people do that? Yeah, Um, I think it's. a broken decision when you do that just for the bag, if you will, mm-hmm. um, because you, the very thing that you try to run away from in a relationship because of race, you you will find it, and maybe 10 times worse somewhere else, because you may be attracting the wrong type of person because of the energy that you're giving off. So. Yeah.
0: My mother is also in an interracial relationship. Her husband um, is Japanese and Chinese Mongolian. And that is the same thing that she received was, oh, you're just marrying him because, you know, or you just want to, you know, be able to hear because of this, you know, and it's like, I'm sorry, this is my relationship. How do you have a safe, or an opinion? So again, like you said, you know, that that's a strong point. Um, another thing that she has to deal with inside of that is the cultural differences, you know, that don't necessarily always align and that can be problematic in any relationship you know just the way that you perceive things the way you were raised um you had a whole life before this person so you know as we talked about in previous episodes you're not my whole world you're a part of it so we have to agree to disagree and learn how to get along so um that's that's definitely important And, and also understanding that this is an imperfect person You know, just because you're dating someone of a different race and, you know, you may even find them um, so amazingly attractive and he has all the perks and the thrills or she, he, it's like, this is still an imperfect person. So anybody you're with, their, their problems come packaged differently. Yeah that's that's huge i think um there have been a couple of times i've had friends who you know think that getting with someone else gives them you know more validation and opens up more doors for them it's all in who you know and the connection because of the skin. Right. so there are some people again i've had friends who go into relationships for the wrong reasons so right. that's definitely why you know that was an important question
1: and you know i know of someone who um he was telling me the story about someone that he actually knows that this guy he is african-american and he dates a lot of women he only dates either i think he only dates white women on purpose right um but he works at home depot really doesn't want to um come up for himself so he hooks up with white women that have money and This one situation, I mean, this girl, uh, this woman, excuse me, is in Las Vegas, moved this guy up to Las Vegas. She bought him a car, BMW, showers him with all these gifts and um, across his bed, uh, her bed in her house uh, when he was moving in, she had it painted on the wall, welcome home, daddy, all of this stuff. What? (laughs) this this one and this guy has like five different kids, three different women or something like that. And she's paying his child support payments. And so uh-huh. in that situation.
0: As he in came for up kids. And that's
1: that's his thing, okay. you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, that that's his thing when he when they get into an argument, he goes and lives back with his mom then the girl takes him back but he cheats on her all the time so for some people it's 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 a racket he wow. knew
2: who he knew who he could do that with okay right the experience from the, back in the day
1: right. <laughs> right and
2: and it's so sad that they even have the stereotype where white women are just so docile and just <laughs> taking form and you know i don't believe that right. i know a couple girls who dated black dudes and they were not standing for no crap huh. they were not taking it they stood their ground they have feelings too they spoke up they you know said their peace and you know demanded respect right i feel like again you know i feel like it's an individual thing you know it depends on the person the personality of that person maybe she was just desperate to be with a man right no matter what color he was you know, you have to look at things like that, too, because I'm like, I don't think it was a black and white thing. I just think she just that's her personality. She just wanted to right. be with somebody and in order to keep him because to go through those lengths to pay his child support, you know, fly him out to Vegas and all, all of the above. Like that just tells me you're just desperate to be anything moving, right? <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> anything walking. So in that situation, I'm just like color is is colorless in this situation you're just trying to be with somebody
1: right yeah so kind of bringing it back full circle then what do you all think back to that question that erica was saying like um uh actually the previous question was um if someone is dating uh, if a black man is dating a white woman women let me put it back to you all how do you all feel about that? When you see your brother, you know he may fit the physical description that you guys like, uh, or yeah, that you all may like, and he he's with somebody who doesn't look like you. How do you feel about it? You've never met him before. Yeah. You don't know his story. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your gut reaction?
2: <laughs> My gut reaction used to be. And that's because, you know, you're kind of shaped and molded by what you see in the world. It used to be like, why is he with her? Because, you know, there are lots of good black women. But as I matured and I got older, I just started to realize that maybe he's with her because he really likes her personality. Maybe he's with her because he's just really attracted to how she looks. You know, maybe she has assets or her hair. I don't, you know, I... I can't take that away from someone. So later on, I just decided that love is love and love who you love. You know, I can't put who you should love into your mind because I have a feeling in my, my soul. You go be happy. If you didn't choose me, then, you know, you did not choose me. Someone else will, someone else will come along I don't really have a feeling of like disdain or Looking like, oh, you don't need to be with her because that could be true love.
0: Yeah, it's never know. I think I still struggle with it. Like, I, even though I say love is, you know, colorless, and you know, you like Oscar just asked, what's your gut? You know, your gut reaction, mm-hmm. and I think I take a lot from um, just our ancestors in our generation and mm-hmm. you know, being put down so much it's like, you know, wow, is it because of her hair? Is it because of her nose? Is it because, you know, she's this or that, you know, and it's like you're overthinking it at that point, you know, Mm. that that in itself is discrimination, you know, but when I in my own experience, when I'm with someone of a different race, you know, the first thing I've heard them say is, you know, oh, I like this about you, your cheekbones or, you know, your nose or you know and I'm like come again and one gentleman said to me you have European features so are you know you have more of an exotic look are you this are you that and it's like are you trying to say are you insinuating I have to be something else to be considered pretty is that the standard of beauty and then you know it's like when I see a woman with a black man and she's an African-American that's where my mind is going is it because she fits this mold you know so I'm still not over that hump and I think again you know as I talked about insecurities earlier that is one that I deal with and I struggle with you know I would love to embrace um just the full African culture within you know but i do have issues and i and i say this publicly i do have issues with my natural hair you know i do struggle with um just being able to just let it all be you know and it's like will that will that be accepted if i just even if i'm just running into target will people look at me like oh my god did she comb her hair you know that that is (laughs) (laughs) struggle. So I think, you know, if I, if I see an interracial relationship, I respect it by all means and I'm open-minded and I love seeing it. Um, But yeah, there is that that feeling that's just like, oh my God, but, you know, so that's, that is the truth.
1: And see, I told you all, like I'm part Jamaican and I'm part Cuban, right? So when I went to Jamaica, you know, for the first time I saw and I heard um, Asian men and women. Well, I saw Asian men and, and women in Jamaica that weren't tourists; they were actually born there. And when they open their mouth and they talk, <laughs> yeah. they're straight up mm-hmm. culture Jamaican. Yep. So that blew my mind as you know, age thirteen, and I'm like, whoa. And they call them, you know, um, Jamaican Chinese. They, you know, they call them Mr. Chin because it's like they're one of us and they don't, they don't, the Jamaicans from, that I was exposed to, part of my family, they didn't discriminate. It was like, this is just a part of the culture. Cubans, the same way. My dad could get along with everybody
0: mm-hmm.
1: of different hues within the Cuban culture, they could be having parties, they're having block parties and everybody's there just getting along. So I don't have that limited experience for me um, to say, well, I guess I've just been exposed to all kinds of people where it makes me a little bit more willing now, if you would say a preference, of course, i like, I love beautiful black women, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to look like a model, be shaped like a model. I love black women. Yes sir. Yeah, I mean, that's, but I also love Hispanic women. Right. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just me. Does that mean I prefer one over the other? I think one is better than the other. And I think there's a lot of guys that are like that. It's like, hey, if i happen to meet somebody and marry somebody who's hispanic you know don't think you know i'm being racist and i don't want to be a part of my own culture it's just maybe i found somebody that loves me for me
0: correct mm-hmm. that's it and yeah. that's it, the hardest yeah. for everyone to swallow you know right. because there's just so right much- well, the
2: assumption is you you're targeting a certain woman mm-hmm. right like, is this woman I love everything about her and, you know, <laughs> and she is, yeah. And she just happens to look like this,
1: right.
2: You know? Right, right. So, Milan, let's get on the topic of
0: hair. Since I, I spoke about hair just minutes ago. I, I know you've never yeah. been in an interracial relationship, but, um, and, and even I'll include the fellas, you know, for something like this. Cause I mean, you guys have dated black women. Uh, <laughs> what is the hair conversation like, you know, when you're talking about units, weaves, uh, versus dating a Hispanic woman who may have fine hair, um, a black woman wearing a, a satin bonnet to bed, whether yeah, she you ain't
3: gotta go through all that. We right now. You ain't even gotta go, you ain't gotta go and all that. <laughs> Honestly, listen, I I understand it why, you know. Women do certain things. And again, you have to have those conversations. If you don't have those conversations, you'll never know. You just assume. Um, and then go go deep with it. And I, I'm not afraid to do that, to ask any woman about her hair and how she like having it and what are the different styles she like, and why she don't wear natural. And when she don't wear natural, does it make her feel any different? Um, that gives me insight. I have to do that anyway when I'm having discussions because you really, truly start to, You got to peel someone to really get down to what they really mean and what they really want especially in relationships Mm -hmm. because people always tell you what they don't want you can't do that you gotta say what you want or why you do this or why you wear this not i don't do this or that and that's what defines me it's what you want and a lot of times we struggle with that and that's in anything but i have no problems with that i think as here become, as the styles and the technology about it and and how the different ways you can do that, I think it's beautiful. I just think it's when you wear it ratchet and ragged and you do nothing with it and you still go out and you don't care because you're trying to save some money because you want to go to Ray Ray or, or sissies because that's your girl and you want to give her a try and your head beat up. And she ain't telling you because she wants you to market her stuff um, as opposed to spending a little extra money done right and making it look right. There's some stuff I just be like, I can't even tell. (laughs) I'm that serious. Even with the, you got, you know, the thick braids and stuff like that. I mean, it looks beautiful. It's everything that every woman want to look like from a culturally standpoint. You have so many different styles. Some women just can't do that with their hair. But to give them that experience, a woman can create magic for another woman. If that happens, trust me, she's going to give her the opportunity and she'll take it. If she has the money, I would. I'm just not going to wear myself raggedy. Just saying. (laughs) Right. Just being real. And the whole thing about when I think about being with a woman or if we go to bed or what is she going to look like when she goes, listen, I was married before, so I understand. Wrap that because in the morning, if it ain't right, you know. (laughs) I'm just saying, yo, wrap that. You know, do that thing. You know,
2: hold it. I
3: hold it. Get it. You know, I, hold it down? I don't know. I, right. I understand. Trust me, I do. I understand,
2: too, y'all. Uh,
3: so, but again, our young that's
2: love. That's love right there.
3: Our young generation right now really truly don't understand that because they look at these young women, they think that's their here, and they think, you know, they don't understand that it's not but that it's okay and it doesn't change who the person is. When you start to think about somebody by what they wear, and even though they say, listen, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck as a duck or, you know, all different types of things. And that's why it's so important that we break the walls of engagement when we're talking with someone, because really? you will never truly understand how to meet someone where they are if you don't break down that wall. And you'll always know the outside person or the representative. Yeah. Um, and the, it'll never be right. So I, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. So I have a whole list
1: right here about hair. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
2: Oh my
1: goodness. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm
2: kidding. Going in tonight.
1: Right, right. <laughs> no, but for me, real talk, there was a time where I hated weave, I hated extension. <laughs> I did. But again, remember where I grew up, right? I grew up uh, I over town, people weren't spending three, four, eight thousand four, $8,000 on, 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 right. hair. <laughs> right. And it's just everything that I saw. It was a lot of hair was just not neat. And me, I'm, I, it's three things that I love about a woman, right? Physical features. And I'll drop this out put this in the, in the universe. Um, hair is probably like number one. Legs, and of course, you know, backside, right? That's Oscar, right? I love natural, good smelling, healthy hair. <laughs> that's straight up, that's me, right? It could be curly and natural, it could be straight, it's just, you know, and I was, I'm not even going there. that, but anyway, so hair for me is very important, especially well-kept hair, you know, uh, and you invest in Cause to me, that tells me that you're investing in yourself. Now, later on in life, going into college and then my adult years, I met black women that had, you know, hair extensions you know wigs that were really nice, and I'm like, "Wow, you look very beautiful." Just, I mean, it's it's beautiful. I just can't stand when you see the the thread or whatever they the lace, whatever they call it, you know, and the stuff is shifted the wrong way, you know, and it's like, girl. And I've seen some Hispanic women, I know that's why women. I hate the
0: white fronts, right?
2: <laughs>
1: right. I, um, I love I love edges. I love when you take the time and you do the little. Move that
2: thing back. Right.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that eyebrows on foot, as they say. I love it. I love I'm
2: it. Stuck on Lewis and this this right here. Right, Lewis. that concentrated look like the left. Right, the left.
3: yes. Okay, right.
2: I I've been told by guys, you know, my son's father. I had this conversation with him one time, and I said, "Do you like weave and stuff?" He was like, he doesn't mind it as long as it looks natural. Right. I think sometimes women put too much bundles in their hair or you know, don't have the wig that fits them right. There's a way to do it.
1: Right, you know, right. I
2: make wigs too. But I've gotten compliments from you know my clients, you know, people see them out and they're like, oh my gosh, who made that? Because I take pride in making sure that it fits the, the, the client properly. In that it's a, a style that fits them. It's not something that's too overwhelming and looks unnatural. Right. So I feel like if you do do something to your hair, just you know, try to be as natural as possible. You know, I'm this is I'm trying a new hairstyle right now. I've never tried, you know, locks before, but I feel like I found a balance between doing something that is new for me and then right. also making it look like, hey, this could be growing out of my head. It's not too big. It's not too overwhelming, you know, but I feel like bigger and doesn't always mean better. So sometimes it's good to just like tone it down. And, you know, like you said, Louis, you you know, going to a professional, you know. And if
0: you're with the person who doesn't, you know, embrace your naturalness, like if you, like for me, how I said that's an insecurity. If you take all this off, the makeup and, you know, anything, if they don't appreciate you for who you are, you should be able to be to with them and be natural with them and if it's like well, i prefer you glammed, like go get that 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 weave and you, you know you're with the wrong person but That's on the flip correct. side you know i do see a lot of couples you know predominantly you know maybe the black woman with the caucasian man he embraces her naturalness she may have like even that Erica badu vibe you know she's got the dreads and i i have actually been noticing that there's more of like this um yeah naturalness about the woman when i do see a black woman with a black gentleman so
2: appreciating the culture it love the
0: the difference it's like if i wanted fine hair i could do that anytime with anybody so you know i'm embracing who you are so let's talk about babies there's a stereotype statement or stereotypical statement that people want to have interracial relationships for beautiful babies
3: there's some monsters out. There. I mean,
0: not,
3: yeah. <laughs> not, not monsters, babies. That Just, skin you know.
2: skin
3: there's some. Blood. I mean, there's there's some unattractive, you know, <laughs> interracial folk, which means they weren't that and that attractive when they was a baby. So, I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's that is. I think that's a stereotype, but I think people have that idea of. Not necessarily, and it could be toward a different race, you know, because I mean, um, my brother dates nothing but Dominicans yeah. because he he loves that look. My second oldest brother was dating nothing but Indians. Yeah which was crazy. I couldn't understand it. My mother couldn't understand it. She was like, well, I don't understand. You, you don't, you, have, you guys don't like, but <laughs> my, but my second oldest brother date nothing but Indian women. hundred mm. percent. Why? Why? I don't know why. No. Wow. I, I really don't know why they were, they were exotic. Maybe it was the exotic look Mm -hmm. because a lot of them were very exotic they had the long chinky eyes pretty long hair the -hmm. skin was real brown um but they were still you know of a different race yeah um and i think they tried to stay within the color range but they wanted that exotic look
0: yeah
3: of who they were
0: we have to always remember that everyone's standard of beauty is different in this this whole vibe with Kevin Samuels, I'm going to go ahead and put his name on this. (laughs) Okay. Talking about one through 10, you don't insert eye roll. I can't deal with that, you know, because there is no standard for beauty. I like the way you just said, Lewis, if you have three brothers who have three different types and you embrace the black woman, whereas your brothers Mm -hmm. don't. So, you know, I, I appreciate that.
3: Yeah. And don't, don't, I, I think, i definitely don't condone i've listened to him a few times i think the type of women that are attracted to what he has to say and eat it up and want to go hear more of it you know what i mean are a different are different times you got there's something for everyone we all know that and he caters to something that requires that type of audience and that type of audience involves haters those who want to know and those who really want what he has to offer Mm -hmm. you're going to always have those that that type of dynamic no matter what we do just like our show there are going to be some people that say our show is not real juicy and and and, you know all digged you know what i mean then there's going to be some people that's going to say wow beautiful young people having a great conversation i love it it's deep and then you're going to have people that's going to say i love what they what they're saying is it's touching me so you're gonna always have that. Now, unfortunately, he's just in a limelight and the way he come across mm-hmm. um, is just his, that's his niche. Mm-hmm. And he caters to a certain crew, a certain group mm-hmm. or crew that he says he talked to. So that's why I don't really, I mean, it is what it is. He's just, people's just putting him out in a limelight. Otherwise we wouldn't really listen to him because that's not our style, right? That's well, nothing that we listen to, absolutely. but it's people need to I've know
0: too, is right. I hate the way that he demeans a Black woman. Yeah. And for a woman who watches and is a fan of his show, I personally want to say that I believe every woman, I mean, I've seen some of the women who call in, every woman is beautiful, you know, whether you make six figures or not, I saw one lady who got dogged out, you know. Right. And he says she's a six or something like that. But it's like Black women
2: yeah, are
0: And I don't think That's the standard okay, you have to meet, you know, People Magazine, you know, sexiest woman of the year or even, you know, the Kardashians, for instance, you know. So we really have to take a step back and understand that, you know, our, our, our culture as a whole is embraced. And as I just said, you know, someone, you know, coming in and saying, hey, I like you and I, I'm feeling you. You don't have to feel like disadvantaged, you know. Embrace that, and just be open and open minded to the possibilities. I-, I like the movie as well uh, with Sanaa Lathan. What was it called? Um, Something new, where she Something. dated a Caucasian. Yeah. The yeah. scene in there where he says, "Take this off. Take. Th- I want you to take this off." And I right. think she saw her scout. <laughs> and she comes out, and she's just like really nervous she's got her hair and he said, I love your hair. I love you like that.
2: So that's
0: important. Something else I wanted to touch on is um, family. When we are dealing with family and they don't have an acceptance for this individual first time meeting them. And it's like, I don't know about this. (laughs) How, how would you handle a situation like that? you're in love, and you're even thinking about marriage, you know, dating with the intention of marriage, and it's time to meet the folks, and they just, they're not taking a like into what's going on.
2: I think it's a testament to who the the family is. I mean, you should be just open, because my niece is married to a Caucasian man, and I love him. (laughs) You know, he's a dope individual. He treats her well, you know, soon to be father, baby on the way, you know, but I think it was just a natural attraction. Um, he saw her and was like, that's gonna be my wife. I don't think it was just, oh, well, she's black, she's gonna be my wife, but she has a beautiful personality, you know, and that's, that's my niece, too. but she really does. And I think, you know, he was drawn to her because of who she is. So um, with us meeting the family at the wedding, we had a great time. You know yeah it's a little bit of a cultural difference but no one was looking at each other like okay we can't mix we all are family here and we had such an amazing time and um i just feel like just being open-minded and and, and embracing this difference is what's going to help you know us move forward as just a family together because it's all about enjoying each other's differences as well. So Right. that's my take on that.
1: And I think that that's a really good question and response too. And I think we should also keep in mind um, that we may have some people who are entertaining the possibility of an interracial relationship and they're scared because <laughs> of what's going on in society. And they're scared. They're like, you know what, I'm never gonna, Take this this um, this black or Asian girl around my family because I already know how they feel, or I'm not going to take you know the, the, this this white girl, Hispanic girl, Asian girl, East Indian, whatever around my family because you know half may like her and others not going to like her because of whatever. So I think we need to really speak, and I don't have the answer for for, for everybody. Maybe we can open that up um, uh, if we want to go there. But for those who are struggling with, man, do I even consider this? I met this great person who, I mean, they love me for me. They're into me. They, they, you know, but they're just not of my same race. And you may be struggling with like, man, should I do it? You know, because of my family, you know, you don't, you don't live for your family. You live for you. Um, and I'm not talking about you don't live for taking care of your family, I'm not right. saying that. But when you're making decisions about your life and your future, yes. you can't worry exactly. about what, what other people say because you know people are gonna have their differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. So you do what you feel in your heart is the right thing to do. Don't date outside your race just to do it. This is not a, a social experiment. <laughs>
2: Right, you know, that's right. You don't, just to see where it's going to go. Just you to see where it's going to go. Yeah.
1: yeah, you're playing with somebody's heart. If you meet somebody, I mean, I say roll with it. If you need to keep it on the quiet for a while till you, you're sure that this is what you want, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, talk to some people of other races. Just kind of feel this stuff out because, yeah, you are going to experience some challenges. You're going to get some stares. You're going to get some looks before you even go to mom and dad. <laughs> Right. Before you go Bye. to your cousin, you know, it's going to happen. So, but yeah.
3: One of the things that I do, um, especially with family, and I've, I've talked and had conversations around, you know, um, a couple of people as they got into interracial, or I guess other relationships, whether interracial or not. There are three things that I, I'll call them the three Ps. You prepare, you promote, um, and then you provide. And basically what that is, what you do for yourself you also do for your family so you prepare yourself of who you're going to meet who you're going to be with learn about you know whether it's that culture or whoever it is have a general understanding about what it is so that you can be informed as well um and the, then be able to promote that um right. what i mean by promote it is don't bash it you know you're not trying to don't get caught bashing something next thing you know you're dating it
2: right, right. Call you
3: out. so you still have to promote Um, not just that person, but that you, that, you know, you also, you also want to be for them or want to do, help them do well, or the things you, I would probably say, um, you don't mind assisting and supporting and doing certain things and not just excluding. Um, that's important. You have to do that for yourself as you start to understand and receive, that's going to help you receive information that you don't know. Um, and then be able to provide um, the information that you have uh, so that you can help that you can assist that you can better understand what it is and what information you have that you can share and then get some feedback because you could be wrong I mean it could be something you perceive it could be something that you thought it was but it wasn't and it was a myth for whatever reason so that's part of you first then once you get that and you fully understand it and you're still in learning mode you do that with your family you know you prepare them you know one thing about our family is that they know you mm-hmm. right they know you so they think if you bring them something with a wit they're going to be like Mm-mm, we don't know you didn't say nothing about this person <laughs> this is the first time you're telling me about this no come on so you have to prepare them you know and then you have to promote them how are you with them what how they make you feel um what are the things different things you do um some of the things that you're afraid of but that you're trying to better get a better understanding of what it is to help you understand what it's going to be like and you not like you have all the answers but you also want to be able to you know Get that understanding of what it is and then be again be able to provide them with whatever any information they need to know that you can give them and you need your family to ask questions sometimes we bring people around and we don't want them to ask questions yeah. we need them to ask questions right. so that the person that we're with if we did our homework can better be prepared um, to be able to answer questions and you can do it together um, right. And it makes a big difference. Trust me for your family that they think you have chosen someone that you really like to be around, and you're just not like Oscar said, just doing it just to be doing it because you want to see All what right. it's like.
2: Right, right. And so those are the three P's. Unknown too.
3: Yeah, you know? those are the three P's I talk about when someone is either trying to get into a relationship period, and they they're scared to tell their parents um, because the person is either older or of a different race. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I talk about that.
0: And yeah. so for a couple that has children, do you find that it's important to have the conversation if a couple has uh, biracial children? Um, we'll just say what, which one is, you know, predominant, white and black, of course. You right. know, how, how do you, um, for a couple, maybe that indoctrinates their child a certain way, how do you allow them to find that self-identity? And do you have that conversation with them, especially in today's? society with the law and you know perhaps you're being pulled over what to do in a situation like that um if someone asks you if you're white or black how do you distinguish or you know do you just say I'm mixed how do you feel about that Lewis?
3: So I think it's important I really think it's important as adults to get their children um and we always think um we need to learn as much as we can separate it before we start to have inclusive inclusion um it's much better so we can better understand who ourselves are and our blackness and different things of that nature don't get me wrong I, I think there's some level of understanding there but I think also if you if you do not include uh some of the things that they should know and although they may not be ready for it, but they should be exposed to it so that On the way learning your blackness and learning who you are and where you come from, you understand um, why certain things are a certain way, and you help provide that not only by someone of the same race, but someone of a different race, who also cares. Who also promotes who also want to see who also understand that our struggle is real, because a lot of times, whether it's black white or you know, other culture, other races have gone through some stuff that we don't understand that sometimes we kind of shy away. And I know we've been through the most, but uh, hurt, harm, and danger do not discriminate and don't care how much you've gone through, right? It doesn't care. Um, so it's where you can meet someone um, at a certain level so they can have a better understanding. And that's relatability. When you learn as part of relationship, when you learn to relate, you get, you get a chance to better understand where someone is um, and how to approach it.
1: Well, I try to make it very uh, simple and plain. So if it were me in that situation, I would put watercolors in front of a child and have them to mix up the colors. And what happens when you mix this color and this color and you start painting and whatever they create is beautiful, Right. So then I would relate that to race, if especially if the child starts asking questions as they get older. You know, uh, you know, daddy, I see that you're, you know, your skin is, 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 is pink because kids don't just say white. Sometimes they may say pink. Well, mommy, your skin looks red or, or whatnot. So I would tell the child that you're, you're beautiful. You're made up of two different colors, but I don't want you to look just at colors. Mommy and daddy love each other. Right. You can't. You came into the world because two people loved each other. You know, and this is assuming that it was a healthy relationship. It wasn't, you know, just overnight slam, bam, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a healthy situation, you know, two people came together to create something beautiful, a beautiful person, and that's who you are. Um, so... And I would say as you get older, as that child gets older, they become a teenager, they're going to have different experiences. So some of you have to, you have to uh, teach them in bite-sized um, yeah. uh, chunks, yeah. if you will, because just to throw everything and, you know, have the child at three reading a Black Panther book, you know, they're not going to get that. Right. You know, have them watching Roots and stuff like that, you're going to traumatize a child. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I look at, Um, Even though my three kids, same, you know, same wife, uh, same woman, and uh, my youngest daughter, you look at her, she looks like she has Asian in her, you know, just, and I dreamt of her before she was born that she looked Asian.
3: Mm.
1: And that's exactly how she looks, you know, my three kids came out three different shades, Three different hair textures, but they're all beautiful. You know, so again, I would just say kids need to be educated and bite sized at the right time when they start asking questions. You know, there's a healthy way to do it. There's a book I recommend, it's called Blue Eyes, specifically for, you know, yeah, for young uh, African American women or girls specifically who may be struggling with identity. I forgot who wrote the book, uh, don't quote me on this, I don't know if it was by Toni Morrison, but the book is called Blue Eyes. And it's about the struggle of a, a black um, girl who sees herself as ugly. She wants blue eyes. Because the girl, the girls who she sees are white and they have blue eyes, pretty hair, they have everything, but her hair is not like those. So she doesn't want her her brown eyes because to her, her brown eyes are ugly. Her brown skin is ugly. So she wants blue eyes. You know, um, I think that's a really powerful book um, to help young women just who, who struggle with, who may be of mixed race or just not, just you're struggling with identity because of color you know um i think it's a powerful book again it's called blue eyes
0: right and which leads us to our final concluding question is it important for your mate to be an empath and do the research on black history if they are dating someone african-american of course um past 400 years you know um what it's like to be black in america is that important is that vital so that they have an awareness
2: Yes, I, I agree. Um, for so long, the history that we've been taught, we had, you know, to endure. And I feel like, you know, the truth should be told. I feel like if you want to be with someone of a different culture, you should educate yourself. Um, it would be unfair to that person for you to just be oblivious and not know or, because a lot of times you may say, oh, well, I didn't know and you did something that was offensive, but that's a, because you didn't take the time to you know, do some research or even have a conversation or be interested in where does this person come from? What is their history? What is their ancestry? What, is, what, what makes them who they are? Um, and so I feel like having conversations, you know, reading books, educating yourself is very important to getting to know someone, you know, I'm not, I wasn't a slave, but my ancestors were, you know what I'm saying? And to this day, we are dealing with some of those um, events, you know, that have occurred, even though slavery was abolished, but we're not treated the way we deserve to be treated. So I feel like still we're in the fight, still we're in the struggle, still we're trying to reach a higher point. And so if you are wanting to, you know, say you're with that person and, and you wanna understand them, yeah, it's important to, you know, get to know the culture, to get to know the person, so to speak, on a broader spectrum, you know, where they come from and, and who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that, I totally agree. Because, you mm-hmm. know, if anything comes up, I mean, it could be something, you know, in the general public and someone says something, it's, how do I take a stance? and, you know, support my mate, you know, and yeah. how do I have an awareness so that she's not alone? She or he is not left alone in the dark, you know? And I'm just sitting here rubbing their back like, oh, it's gonna be okay, is it? Right. You even understand right. what happened, you know? Correct. It's a very, very important question. Right. On the flip side, there's so many pros um, in, in dating interracial, yeah. in mean, food, you guys will have difference in culture, <laughs> you know, language. You'll have different sure. languages. Um, as we just said, ancestry. Um, it, it's such a beautiful thing. And with an open mind, I feel like, you know, you never know where life in itself, universe is, is taking you. You know, a lot of things come in the way and it's like it could be seen negative, but it happened for a reason. So you have to embrace the positive in that and know that the universe is aligning you. And whomever you meet, it should not be based on the color of their skin, in my opinion. I feel like love does not have a shape. And um, it, it's a fruitful thing if you allow it to be.
1: Right. And on the question about the education, should the other person educate themselves? This is my philosophy behind it or my belief behind it. Uh, if, you, if, if that person is going to research, uh, let's say, Black culture, don't start with slavery. <laughs> don't, don't, don't start with the struggle. No. Don't start with Black Lives Matter. You know, no. don't, it, it goes well beyond that.
3: Right. You know,
1: rewind right. to the Harlem Renaissance. You know, talk about Reconstruction, even go way back further and talk about culture, the beauty of our culture, because if you just narrow it down to, hey, we were slaves hey, we went through the struggle, man, and Black Power, Black Panther, yeah, That that's a page, those are pages in the story, but those are not the sum total right. of the Black experience and, and, and what we have actually contributed to yeah, yeah. a culture, not just here in the U.S., Black culture is Global. not just the U.S.
3: Right, right.
1: You know, understand, you know, uh, the economy, um, in 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 the West Indies yeah. prior to slavery, find out about you know the, the Egyptians. Find out about the beautiful Africans in Kenya, the Maasai tribe, and you know uh, understanding about music. And for those fellows who like to you know these twerking videos and twerking girls, where do you think that came from?
2: The <laughs> motherland, home.
1: Right, but it's not like what you see today. Exactly, cultured. And the true essence of, of the Black experience and the Black culture start there, I would say.
0: Uh, the rates of interracial marriage continue to rise and social scientists have estimated that one in five Americans will be of mixed race by 2050. So this is a, a definitely a, a serious conversation. Um, and whether you can embrace it or not, it is here, it is. here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, a marvelous thing um i, I want to thank all of you guys tonight for this amazing conversation and we will see all of you in episode nine um with, yeah, we're talking about parenting next so
1: you
0: right. might need some wine for that one if you have teenagers at <laughs>
3: <Right. Yeah. Right. laughs>
0: thank you so much for joining us
2: good night guys all right good night